What's up, everyone? I'm Johnny. And I'm Elliot. And welcome to the Sport Mind Avenue podcast, the intersection of all things currently happening in sports and the psychological impacts it can have on athletes in the community. And if you want to learn more about how to improve your mental understanding of sports, or you just wish to view more podcasts like this one, then go check out mind-designsports.org and get your head in the game. Welcome back to the Sport Mind Avenue podcast, the intersection of all things currently happening in sports and the mental impacts it can have on athletes in the community. On today's episode, we have the Olympic recap thus far. We have the big Simone Biles story that we want to talk about. We have MLB trade deadline and NBA free agency. Because of all the info we have to talk about, there's no Ben's breakdown and no draft today. So let's get right into it. How are we doing today, boys? Just been so distracted about the Olympics and all these. I haven't even. I was. It was hard for me to even upload the last podcast because there's been so much sporting news going on. Um, but it has been a crazy uh, two weeks for the Olympics. Uh, baseball. We got NHL and NBA free agency going crazy right now. So let's mm-hmm. get into it. Yeah, man. Let's start it off. Well. Oh, Elliot's doing well too. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, just skip right. over that. let's get into the olympic recap so usa currently in the lead for medal total with 73 china's in the lead for golds with 32 the uf squad is currently ranked number seven in the world if we were our own country i mean you guys got caleb dressel man that guy is a machine let's just talk about that and yeah i I mean he does hold half of our gold medals right now crucial we just know As how to recruit squad. we know how to recruit that's what matters um, <laughs> so yeah guys i don't know if you've been watching um I, last night i stayed up and i watched uh, team usa play spain at like 12 30 in the mid after midnight and it was it's a good game and uh, i think after watching that france game uh you know france played a great game and we lost mm-hmm. and we missed some shots but at the end of the day i mean nothing anything that was a good loss for us we need to wake up Everyone's clicking now. Everyone's making their threes. I mean, Tatum wasn't. Tatum was feeling it last night. The rant, like the, they're playing at their standard. Book Booker and Holiday and um, and uh, Middleton. You know, they they just had gotten done with the finals. They were tired that first game. Now, I mean, now looking at it, I was I thought that that team was a little under. It wasn't the stack. It's pretty stacked. You got. I was watching the game last. I'm like, this team's still pretty damn good. Like you got Devin Booker. I mean, you got. Damian Lord, arguably the best point guard in the game. Kevin Durant, arguably the best player in the game still. So, I mean, Tatum's probably the biggest up and rising star in the game. So, I mean, this this team still should win the goal easily. No excuses. You know? Yeah, it's, it's finally nice to see him click on all cylinders. We've been waiting for it up to this point, and everyone's been really concerned about it because, you know, we've, was, won, but... we've lost three games in total. Like, that doesn't happen for us. We don't and lose. We lost to, like, Nigeria – and teams yeah. that weren't that good. Like, France is a good team. Like, I'm not going to take away France from being – France played a great game. I mean, France has Rudy Gobert. The Evan Fournier, I will get into him later. $80 million a year. Give me a break. But <laughs> he was going off for France. Uh, that, yeah, they're, uh, they got a good good team there. It's a, it's a great team. Conspiracy talk. Okay. What if at the beginning they were all doing badly because – they didn't want to work with each other while they were trying to negotiate these trade talks and getting people to join each other's teams. And when people would say, no, they said, I'm not going to pass it to you. And then that's when we started to crumble. I mean, maybe I, I that's not even like the, not, a, not a bad, not a bad <laughs> point, I guess. <laughs> no, I mean, bro, it, it is crazy though. Cause like his thing is NBA for agency, right? So, if the NBA season ended in a normal a non-COVID season, it would end in early June, right? We were in mid-July when the season ended. So we have the NBA draft is was in the middle of the Olympics and mm-hmm. NBA agency is in the middle of the Olympics. So it's been kind of nuts. It's so crazy because these guys are on the same damn team and they're playing against each other on like France and Spain. Cause they some most of those guys on the Spain, Spain and France France teams um in Argentina, those guys still a lot of them play in the NBA. So even though, I mean, it's crazy to think like, it's weird. You know what I mean? Like they're in the middle of free agency yet. They're playing for team USA. Like 
Is there anyone? Yeah, is there anyone specifically on the U.S. team that's in free agency like right now? Like who? Durant's uh, not. Sure. Levine's not. Tatum's obviously Why? not. Why? Kawhi's not on the team. Okay. As far think- as the biggest players go, I don't believe so. No. No. Okay. Because but- I, I I wasn't sure. I I was thinking that. Like, is there anyone? But it's still crazy. Like, but Evan Fournier, he's he's balling out for France right now. He's on the four-year deal with the Knicks yesterday. So Luca's been balling. Love watching him play. Luca, man, and then, yeah, bas- Olympic basketball this year has been a little bit more entertaining. I just, I kind of like it. The U.S. loss of France, you know. Let's get like, like last night, even last night against Spain, I was on my toes a little bit. Like, okay, Spain's like this was a good game. I feel like this isn't like 20, 1992. This isn't two thousand eight, two thousand twelve. Like these, these aren't. No offense, this U.S. team is still. Why, good, but why did you? Why did you call out 1992 specifically? Because <laughs> that team was the dream team. No one was beating that team. Yeah, I was looking through. Every, I was looking through every roster, um, since '92. I'll say, I would say, I would say that 12 after the '92 team, the 2012 team was pretty good. Yeah, and with Kobe, LeBron, KD, Chris Paul. Like that team was nasty. The O, the O eight team was good too. When you had. That was like younger LeBron, Kate. No, it was LeBron, Chris Paul. It, it, every year, I mean, there's the U.S. Should never. That was freshman, um, LeBron too. Yeah, no, yeah, Le- LeBron was, was on the time. Athens team too. Mm-hmm. LeBron was on the Athens team that won bronze. They that was the last team to lose in Athens. In LeBron was on the Athens team. Yeah, it was him, yeah. Mello, young Mello, young Wade, Dwayne Wade. Oh yeah, Dwayne Wade was they on. Were- the- and they lost. <laughs> it was insane. Argentina. Why were they on the Athens team? Led by Manu Ginobili. No, wait, wait, wait. I have a question, guys. Do you, do you know the answer to this? What's that? Do you have to be born from said country to be okay. a good team? Let me let – Elliot, I'm glad you brought this question up because here's why. Yesterday, I actually read – so Akeem Olajuwon, born in Nigeria, mm-hmm. right? Played for the Rockets, two-time NBA title uh, winner, one of the greatest centers to play the game, right? He – um, he was drafted in the uh, in '85. I think he was drafted in '84 when Jordan went. He was the same. He was the first overall pick over Jordan because Houston took him. And you know, I because I remember watching the Last Dance. So Akeem Olajuwon is Nigerian, but he wanted he wanted to be on the '92 Dream Team, uh, the Dream Team, but he couldn't. He wasn't eligible because he didn't have citizenship yet. I read on last night. I read on this last night. In 96, he was on the U.S. team because he got his citizenship. Because Nigeria didn't have a basketball team back then. So he was able to be on the 96 team and won a gold. So that, yeah. that's a great question. So, yes, if you do, if you do get citizenship, dual citizenship in, a country, in the U.S., you can always play for the U.S. team. However, I bet you in 2021, if Akeem Olajuwon was playing, he'd be on the Nigerian team and not on the U.S. team. Because Nigeria has like a real team now. Yeah. You know? So, but in '96 there wasn't, but he was on the '96. So, you, so you're telling me D Wade and LeBron both had um, citizenship in Athens? Well, no, 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 no. I mean, I'm just saying, Akeem Olajuwon lived in Houston for 15 years. He became a citizen of the U.S. Because why, 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 why would they need to be Greek, Elliot? Yeah, what? Because what? that's what? where they played for their for, for the Olympics. Much. For the Olympics, yeah. Akeem Olajuwon lived. They in played the on Team USA. Rocks. What are you talking yeah. about? They played for Athens, then. They played, they played in Athens. Played the Rockets. Oh, they my played God. in Athens. Oh, you didn't ask that I'm question. Stressed. I'm stressed. Akeem is an NBA player. LeBron I'm is not talking about the game. Oh, no, Elliot. <laughs> no, no, you know, I'm not going to. From what I got, what right. you said, was that. Akeem Olajuwon was not a citizen in 92. He became I'm, a citizen. I, this all stemmed. Day. This all stemmed from you saying that LeBron and D Wade played for Athens. They played on the no. They played in Athens in 04 okay. on the team US team and won bronze. Okay, I got the, that now. Okay, yeah, and that's yeah. what brought up this whole topic. Sorry, that that, that was me misgranting information. But no, Dwayne Wade and LeBron were on the US 04 team oh, that lost man. in Athens, Greece. Okay, there you go. All that, right. You confused me like crazy when you <laughs> no, said I'm like, there's no way. There's no way they played there. <laughs> All right, let's move this. I found a tweet Wait. this morning that was really entertaining to me. Pertains to the U.S. baseball team. So it's from Pierce Morgan. said, 
Given America just lost Japan at baseball in the Olympics, it may be time to stop calling the USA domestic baseball competition the World Series. Yes. Let me hop in here real Japanese quick. baseball. I think that should happen. It should stop being Let called the World Series. Let me break this down from a fundamental sure. standpoint. The entire MLB is made up of a giant demographic of players, not just American-born. Therefore, well, it makes sense to be called the World Series. On top of this, Mr. Morgan, the U.S. does not send our superstar players to the yeah. Olympics. Where was, where was Mike Trout? Where was Bryce Harper? If exactly. you want to see there? what we can do, write a letter to the U.S. Baseball Committee. Tell them to send out the superstars. Because guess what? Our prospects have been hanging in pretty well with these superstar Japan players. Yeah, like, he's get out of here, man. And here's the thing, Johnny, I'm glad you brought this up because the U.S., can you, that'd be such the good thing for hockey. Hockey's bringing back NHL players this year. I'm loving it. Yeah. You want the pro, you want the pros to play. Like, like you want it, man. Like I, I am like, I was a slaughterhouse. When I saw that baseball was back in the Olympics, I'm like, oh, we're bringing back the MLB guys, right? That's what I thought nope. too. It's a bunch of these image like double A players. I want. But here's like, how we fix it, though, right? Here's ready for this. Yeah. yeah. Here's how we fix it. You shorten the MLB season whenever the Summer Olympics is around by two weeks. Those two weeks, you get a break and you get to go play for your country. Yeah. Now you aren't missing MLB service time, and you do get to enjoy the Olympics. And there's no problems with these prospects coming to play and no dumb tweets from Piers Morgan saying, oh, we suck at baseball, even though it's our prospect. Morgan's not even a, a sports guy. He's a news Also, anchor. I think Noah Syndergaard agrees with me because he called him an idiot sandwich, which is 10 out of 10 <laughs> by him. Piers Morgan is not even a sports – isn't he like a news anchor? He's – yeah. He's, British, he, he's British. I – I, I just wanted to bring that up because that's the dumbest take I've ever seen. And I would love to have a conversation yeah. with yeah. him about Can it. You, yeah, it's okay. When we put Mike Trout and Bryce Harper and Mookie Betts on that team, that team doesn't like disgusting. Creighton Kershaw. I can name you like, like, yes, there's a lot of good <laughs> international players in the major league baseball. I'm, I'm pretty sure the player that we had with the most MLB service time there was Todd Frazier. He's <laughs> like, come on, man. Jesus. On a side note for you Red Sox fans, though, Tristan Casas, a boy from SoFlo, balling out in the Olympics. Two clutch dingers, and he might be getting called up for you guys in September. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah, we, we, a little four-game skin for Biggito. The razor, we had a little raise, but yeah. It, it, the, the, well, Jimmy Duran, uh, who's on the Red Sox, was supposed to be on the U.S. team, and he got called up, so he didn't yeah. get to go to Japan. Which honestly, I'd rather be on the Red Sox low key than be in Tokyo, just because, just because, like, I feel like again, like, if it was MLB guys, that'd be sick. But it's, it wasn't even MLB guys; it was just a bunch of like, it's just like, a bunch of old imagine it's U.S. Olympic baseball against Japan. The ninth inning, we're down by three. They bring Otani into pitch. Mike Trout steps up to the plate. That would be insane. Well, like, come on. How are we not doing this? This is an electric factory waiting this to happen. In the middle of MLB season. All they have to do is just suspend the season for two weeks. That's yeah, all they that, have to do in the future. That alone That's takes so saying. much time of talking and getting written through. But so I bet they'd be willing be to processed. do it. That's what I'm saying. Why don't four we, years from now to do it? So why don't we just yeah? Why don't we just like the MLB is such a long effing season. Like <laughs> if anything, do what the NHL does. Shorten like the, the NHL does it too. Just do yeah, what the they, NHL does. I get it. I get it from it. them. Because 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 the NHL is like okay, what's because they because they because in 2018 they they had the amateurs go and it wasn't as fun. I I wasn't enjoying like watching men's hockey. And the thing is, is it was like Germany won, like Russia won the gold, but it was like the KHL guys versus like all the amateurs. So okay, okay, a, guys, I have a statistic. So this is probably why the MLB does not want to go in the middle of their season to go play for the Olympics. Each U.S. Olympian will earn thirty-seven thousand five hundred dollars for each gold medal. 
at the Olympics. $22,500 for silver and $15,000 for bronze. And for team sports, the pot is split evenly. So the only way these people are getting any money from participating in these sports is probably through sponsorships or the fact that they have a gold medal and that boosts their their um their likeness and their overall revenue and worth as an athlete but direct earnings they're not earning anything especially in a sport like uh baseball where you have so many team members on a team you're not getting anything for it i mean from a business standpoint like that point's kind of irrelevant when you think of they make millions of dollars every year to play a sport they also make millions in sponsorships every year to play a sport. Now imagine how much more money you can get out of said sponsorships and brand deals. If you go participate in the Olympics and get a gold medal for your team, like you make infinitely more money compared to if you just sit at home and you play your little, I don't know, two weeks in August of baseball, trying Here's to penetrate chase yeah. in two months. Here's like, my thing. If my thing is exactly the trade deadline stays the same. They make and they can make trades during the Olympics, right? Like that would been that would been fun. Like, can you imagine that? Like some of these guys on the US team in Tokyo were like, Oh, you just got traded to like the Mets this week. But you know, like you're all yeah. like seriously, for one for every four years, if you're gonna remain if I think baseball is out of the Olympics in 2024, but it's coming back in 2028, whatever. In the next seven years, let's get these it's in the US. Let's I mean get some get some olympic games in dodger stadium angel mm-hmm. state like let's get the MLB that would be crazy in. like you guys watch the world baseball classic right it's amazing i mean i don't it's watch incredible to watch you watch the superstars getting to play in this now imagine this in the olympics where it matters for big time medals and it matters for your country yeah. like that is huge and the fact that they haven't implemented this is kind of shocking when you see how successful it can be for the NHL, like it's, I mean, guys, Olympic hockey, I need to focus on the NHL is, uh, is just so when the NHL guys play Olympic hockey, it is just so fun to watch. Like the, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. But yeah, as far as the MLB goes, they should really be working to implement something like that. Like a two week vacation, if you will. Absolutely. Swimming was pretty crazy uh, this year. We talked a little bit about before we get into like other stuff. Some, I mean, the Olympics. Caleb Dressel, what a machine that man is. Uh, Kayla Decky. Uh, actually, guys, I think the greatest uh, rivalry in the Olympics this year is was Titmus versus Ledecky. That was a great I agree. Rivalry. That was fun they to raced, watch. They raced each other because she got two against her and she got two against Ledecky. Ledecky got two against Titmus and Titmus is Andrew. Andrea Titmus, I think is her name, full name. But she got um two versus Ledecky. She she got the shorter ones. She she won the two hundred meter and the, I think she won the four she won the four hundred and the two hundred meter, and Ledecky won the eight hundred meter and the fifteen hundred meter. So I was really funny. It was cool to see, um, they like split there because they're both because they're they're more known for their long distance swimming. I think another thing about swimming this year was, was they actually added a couple of swims. So, to all you swimming fans. Uh, they added the 1500, which I thought was really cool, and they added the 1800. So th- these two longer marathon kind of swims in the pool were kind of neat to watch, and it gave like a chance for Katie Ledecky, who didn't win the 200 and 400 meters, she got to win even longer distance ones in the 800 and the 1500. So that was cool to watch. Um, more even more swims this year. Um, like I, yeah. what I love about swimming is just, and that goes for track and field too. It's just like, like how like it's it's so neat because. You got you got the 50 meter swim, which is like so short. It's a sprint. You got to be like that. Like go like it's like or like yeah, the, the 100, 100 meter meter sprint in, in in track. Then you got like this the marathon swim, and but you have to be a totally different swimmer than in the in the than the 100 meter or the 50 meter versus the 1500 to like the 400 meter because they're such longer swims. So I think it's cool. That's why I love swimming, watching swimming so much because you see. You see, like swimming can get, I guess, the same, but I don't think so. I think it's a pretty, it's just so fun to watch. There's always, mm-hmm. it's always such a, it was really balanced here too. The U.S. didn't like fully dominate, which I kind of thought was cool. Like some people from China won in the Olympics. Some Australia had a great swim this year. Um, 
Yeah, it was it was great. To, I, swimming is always one of my favorite things to watch. I just want to talk a little about like Ledecky got, got a couple golds. Uh, Caleb Dressel became not Michael Phelps, but he became like the new man of the U.S. He is team. the guy. He's the man. Like Ledecky's the youth woman of the of the U.S. women team. Like that represents. And Caleb Dressel was kind of took in Phelps spot as like mm-hmm. this guy's the man because he'll be back in twenty twenty four probably. It's only three years away. Like remember it three years short yeah long it's gonna be in three years i mean ledecky's gonna be back she's ledecky's on dress on ledecky are only gonna be 27 they're gonna be in their primes in three years <laughs> i won't even say it. they are in their primes but like for an athlete 27 in most like, that's people, typically the prime prime so it's crazy <laughs> to think how many more golds and medals they're gonna win in paris so yeah um, but yeah Let's wow, get wait, into wait, wait. Oh. before we go away from the Olympics. I still had some stuff to say. Um, first, Simone Biles competed today in the Olympics and on the balance beam and came home with the bronze. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to transition in. So that was fucking perfect, actually, Elliot. Kids show. Um <laughs> yeah, uh, let's talk about the Simone Biles situation. The biggest story i'd say of the olympics so far i think i think been... the biggest story the last like 20 years in the olympics other than the ryan lochte thing yeah, uh, yeah and that was my lochte was just scummy but this is more this goes for our for our podcast and just for all you my design i mean simone biles wait 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 wait, wait. before you talk questions. about your opinions on it say what happened for all okay the, yeah okay yeah so, so simone biles, johnny yeah you, you go john all right. So Simone Biles is considered arguably the GOAT of our gymnastics team, uh, has been building up the hype around the Olympics leading up to it, her wearing her GOAT leotard, all that kind of stuff. Um, she participates in, I forget what it was. What was it? Um, anyway, she was participating in an event and she ended up getting the twisties. Uh, which is where you can't really tell up from down, kind of like an onset vertigo type thing. And she withdrew from the next couple events and then, yeah, came back to place third in the balance beam. Well, the big topic has been about the mental health battle that she's been dealing with, which is something that's been growing a lot lately. As we've seen Naomi Osaka also have this issue like we're seeing athletes really step up and talk about their mental health. And I think it's something that we need to keep watching for the future. And it's something as young athletes, they need to develop more instead of just your physical standards. So she uh, withdrew from the floor competition, the floor. which is where yeah. they like run and balance, jump and the balance beam today though. She's which is like, I, I mean, that was, I couldn't, I actually was really shocked to see that. Like, she wasn't planning on even placing in the balance beam. She's just like, I just want to go out and do it one more time. And she ended up getting third, which good for her for yeah. what she's struggling with. That's incredible. And more power to her. I, what I want to talk about is a, the pressure she faces calling herself the goat and B the pressure she's faced from the internet unfairly about her withdrawals from competition so whoever wants um, to start off go ahead no you can go first because i think i've talked a lot though um i i think what has happened to her will definitely take away her goat status um because i mean if, when you look at some of the greatest of all times they've fought through adversary uh adversity and just continue to compete and I've heard multiple different reasons for why she hasn't competed. One being that she takes ADHD medication and she couldn't get her medication over to Japan. Others that she just didn't feel like she was in the right headspace, um, that she could compete at the top level. But I don't think that, I think it's good that she, and she's definitely a strong woman for telling the world and the country she's trying to defend in these in these Olympic games that she just can't do it. Uh, after four years of training and taking time, she's had all this time to reflect on her mental game. And even more so when the Olympics were pushed off a year. Um, 
Now I could definitely see how maybe maybe even COVID took took some of this away from her. Uh, she might have been not been able to go practice as much and be involved with people and in, be in front of a crowd like she is now, uh, which could definitely take a toll on her, but it could also take a toll on the rest of the athletes. And there are more, many other people that are considered the goats of their sports that are playing in these Olympic games, uh, especially in basketball. I mean, they're literally the greatest the greatest players in the game that are playing right now. She's not the only person that can be considered the goat out there. Um, so I think it's a little bit, a little bit selfish for her to say that that it's all on her, especially when the person that took her place um, in these Olympic games, uh, like someone who who paid, yeah, she won the gold. So what's to say that she was she was the better athlete in these? All around. Um, the thing is, I. Hello. Hello. You know, Simone. Sorry, Simone Biles. Yeah, sorry. No, Simone Biles. Is that, I wasn't sure he was talking. Simone Biles. Not that I got sick of it, dude, but like every goddamn day, Simone Biles. So it's like even for her, I feel like every NBC every day. Like I, I think there needs to be yeah. like restrictions sometimes. Simone Biles. Simone Biles. Simone Biles. Like guys, gymnastics is cool. It's fun. It's a good sport. But let's just stop talking about her. Like let's get get her even for her sake. You think she really likes all that? I don't even think she likes all that attention. She hated it. That's why she like she was hating it. I remember watching the the team event and when she withdrew from the competition, she didn't want the camera on her. They kept mm-hmm. showing her like cheering for a team. Like that's what she's supposed to do. Like cheer for a team. Like what yeah. a team player. Like but it's like all they do is suck her up to her too. It's like some like and not yeah. Not like that. Even Michaela Michaela Maroney when she won um the her Olympic gold medal. She was like, everyone's talking about Simone Biles and defending Simone Biles for not for not uh, competing. And they're taking the moment away from her that she's been waiting for for yes. over four US years. won silver in the team event. I mean, it wasn't like they just, they like didn't medal. Like, and they're right. like, oh, Simone Biles. Like, I get it. She's the best gymnast. She was the best gymnast probably of our lifetime. She dominated in Rio. She was also a little bit younger. Um, I think, dude, listen, that's the one sport that being 24, that's old in gymnastics. Yeah. That's old. And she went out there and put, gave her all. I know. I'm like, I'm, I don't know. Like I'm neutral about her. Like I always cheer for her. Like, I'm cheering for her. I think, I think I heard she had vertigo and listen, gymnastics is something that is just, I watched, I was watching like there, these, these people that do gymnastics, anyone that's in the Olympics doing gymnastics is a freak of nature. Yeah. I mean, I was watching the men's and the women's. The way they just flip up in the air without no fear at all. I mean, it's art. He was, but she blacked out in the air. I mean, that's scary. Like, mm-hmm. that, can you imagine her going? She could break her neck. She could kill herself in that sense. Uh, she's in. She's pretty high up in the air too. When she did like the pool vault, the vault. The thing is, though, back to what I was saying was, NBC. I'm gonna criticize NBC here. I NBC does a great job with its coverage, but God, every goddamn day, it was yeah. just. I, I was just so sick of it. Like, stop talking about it. Like, like talk about other athletes. Like, focus on the athletes that are winning the gold, like in like judo or like I know sports aren't as popular. Like, yeah. I'm so sick and tired of like gymnastics. Or talk about the other gymnasts. Suni Lee won a gold. <laughs> uh, the other girl, uh, she the what's her name? The she was 18, the white one. Uh, she was white. No, I'm saying what because our team was like our gymnastics team was so diverse. We had like an Asian, a, a African American. Uh, oh, the, the, the child's child. She was good too. She was great in the team event. Like no one was talking about her. No one was talking about like, or they weren't focusing enough on her. Like yeah, were, everything was about Simone Biles. And even for Simone Biles, mental health, that's where I go in. Like the media, I blame this more on the media too. The media put a lot of pressure on Simone Biles, like a lot of pressure. And even when she withdrew, all they did was put, put her on the spotlight. Here she is watching her team again. I'm glad she stayed and watched her team. That's what she should do. Unless mm-hmm. she like, like unconscious, she should stay and watch her team, you know? So I, I'm kind of going over the place with it. Uh, I think Simone Biles did a great job talking about the mental health. I think, uh, especially gymnastics, it's a really mental sport. It's very, even though it's a team that she withdrew from the team, I think it's very individualistic. Um, you know what I mean? It's all about you doing, it's up to you and when you do your routine. So I think um, 
Yeah, I want to say my piece real quick, and then we can keep talking. Um, as far as Simone goes, I argue this makes her even more of the GOAT. Here's yeah. why. She has the, the statistics to back it up. She is unbelievable, the best I've ever seen do gymnastics ever. This makes her more of a GOAT because she's tackling an issue head on that yep. many athletes are terrified to tackle which is also why she's getting this increased media presence because no one else is doing what she's doing right now. And when you do it on an international stage like this, you're going to get an unfair amount of criticism, an unfair amount of coverage because of how big of a, a situation this really is. So I think this more credit to her, honestly, for being able to battle back from this and at least place in the beam. Uh, that's huge. Simone is an incredible athlete. I think she put a lot of pressure on herself before the Olympics, but at the same time, she was also prepared. And when you get there and something happens where you get the twisties, you get vertigo, whatever, then it really does mess up your mental game and can cause you to just not place at all. So more credit to her for withdrawing, getting her feet back under her relearning. I, I, I think this makes her even more influential, uh, even more of the GOAT at the end of the day. Um, as far as the media coverage of other athletes or other gymnasts, I agree with you. She gets way too much coverage, but it's also because of what they're covering. Well, but, no, and my thing is, so my thing that's is, just what I want to say. My thing is with Michael Phelps, though, I don't know. I, I've watched, like, I watched the 12 and the 16, like, the 08, like, Michael Phelps is the greatest Olympian ever, and he got a lot of coverage, but not the, like, this is, like, every goddamn time I saw on NBC, Simone Biles, like, stop talking about it. Like, yeah, well, we, we also have to go back to <laughs> what happened five and a half, five years ago with Larry, Na Larry Nasser, their team doctor, who were, who sexually abused them, and how yeah, this became a whole... Different. That's that's another no, no, I think yeah. I, there are there are some of the people on the gymnastics team talked about how they were forced to uh, compete even when they were they were suffering and they were they were hurt or they weren't in the game uh, because of Larry Nasser. You're just like no, like you're okay, go in. And now that he's not there to force them to compete or say that like nothing's wrong with them, then she has this opportunity to withdraw and to recover. Uh, mm -hmm. which is great for her. And I think it's great that um, they don't have to deal with something like that anymore. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's it. I forgot about the team doctor that like, that was, that was, that was a whole nother that's, thing. That's a whole other hour long conversation. Allie Raisman. I remember Allie Raisman. But that, that definitely has mm -hmm. to have something to do with it. I mean, it's not uh, something it directly to correlates to. to some extent. Yeah. I know. Like, Elliot, it's a great it's point. It's to I agree. About. It's a great point. I just, I just think this whole, I just think um, Simone Biles, at first, I thought she was being a little bit like, okay, like, here we go. Like, she, she's, she's tapping out. Like, she couldn't – she's not – like, she, she, she couldn't, like, perform under the pressure. But then after hearing about the vertigo rumor and then hearing about this, her meds and then hearing about this and that and watching her, re-watching it again and seeing her – like, I, I, I feel bad. Like, she – and mm -hmm. like just all the media attention she was getting. And I was kind of like, I even, I told you, I, I got sick of it. I'm sure she's sick of it. Like I'm saying, I was just so sick of hearing about her. And I think she's, she's a very humble person. I'm sure she was sick about hearing about herself. I would not like to be heard about. I like getting talked about, but like, it's just like, it's so much pressure when you're talked about yeah. for 24 hours for two weeks straight. That's what's going on. Like she, She's making head like Jamal Miles competes in the beam. Like that made like the biggest headline in the Olympics. Just her coming back. Like, and that's and that's and that's and that's a ball. And that's good for her for coming back and getting the bronze. Great props to her for, for getting that. I just think everything that she does is like on a microscope. It's it like, does suck. Again, uh, yeah. There are hundreds of other US athletes that have dominated in their own events. Talk about them too. I was just about like, to say, like, there are so many other athletes that they'll compete in the Olympics maybe three times and win gold every time, but they're not going to be talked about, especially like Taekwondo or boxing or whatever it might be, um, or ping pong. They're not going to be the center of attention every year, but she was the center of attention 
during the Olympics and off screen. No, I would uh, off the Olympics too because of what it happened between um, behind the scenes with the doctor and stuff. So she's she's been in the news for way longer than the Olympics. So yeah. when the Olympics comes on, everyone expects her to be this great contender when she's still suffering from things that have happened in the past Olympics and um, trying, probably trying to get over that stuff. And it just affects her. And maybe also the, the fact that she doesn't have her ADHD medication with um, I know Ben can talk about this too, but um, as being someone who has had been, put on medication it's hard to do something without your meds uh especially when you've been taking them ever since you're a little kid to, to go out and take for me it was to take like a big exam and to not have my medication i would i would suffer from extreme anxiety uh it tense up i would sweat like crazy and i i couldn't do anything and i could imagine the same thing goes to her in in these olympic competitions if she doesn't have these medications she's probably that that put her in this hyper focus mode um to go out and compete in front of her country and other countries on this worldwide stage and not have something that get that keeps her back down on earth i can definitely see how that that affects her mentally and physically and emotionally and literally in every aspect of her of her oh i i don't know i think it's probably has to something it's the culmination of everything that just stressed her out. Like you can't pinpoint one exact issue and say, this is why she has anxiety, mm -hmm. why she couldn't do it. It's probably the culmination of all these things she's been through her whole life. She's still, she's still a young lady and ha having this much pressure in, uh, on her is, is a lot. Yeah. And I, I think the reason the media coverage is so excessive is just given the whole timeline of the way this has panned out. Inner dominance. You saw her dominate in the Olympics before. Then you see her earlier this year before the Olympics rocking the goat leotard in preparation. And that got the rumors starting. She's ready. She's the goat. She knows what's up. She's the bomb. Like social media was blowing up because of it. Then she gets the Olympics. Everyone's hyped. Like it's through the roof. The hype train is unbelievable. And then she doesn't do well and she has to withdraw from the floor. Now she's getting some criticism of why she withdrew, but it's mainly surrounding injury rumors at the time. So now you're writing about Simone maybe having an injury. Then you go to the next day and she's withdrawing from another competition, citing mental health issues. Well, now this is a completely separate headline that, um, the media tries to capitalize on when it's not something that should be the focus of the Olympics. It like sh her mental state should not be the headline of the Olympics End a story. Yeah. It's a big story that happened, but it's unfair to her that her mental state is the headline that I see on ESPN. That's, that's right what now. I'm saying. That, that goes that's bullshit. And goes like, well, I think it also has to do with the fact it's probably a big issue in the United States. Mm -hmm. Like I'm I'm guessing like Kenya or, or I don't know, like Spain. This is a big topic, but it isn't their primary concern. Yeah. It's just the U.S. media loves to just attack, attack, well, attack. With we love gossip. Gossip is the main. Well, is the is that's why like that goes for everything. Politics just anything it's just gossip in a it's like just who like this this simone biles thing she, yeah like johnny just said he touched on it perfectly i'm just sick and tired about hearing it like cool she she dropped out i think that took a lot of guts for her to do she she was she took it like a man and no that's like she took it like a champ or champ sorry like a champ she talked about the mental health and i think there's a lot of athletes that are hiding it mm -hmm. and I mean, I, it's the Olympics, man. Like, you're getting watched, like, like, especially if you're a swimmer or a gymnast. Like, if you're, like, one of the more popular basketball, swimming, gym. Yeah. Those are the, especially those sports, because you're getting so much spotlight from the media. Um, yeah, there should be a lot of mental pressure. So, good for her. But, again, there are so many other athletes that can compete for Team USA, for Australia. Mostly, if you want to focus on USA athletes, because we live in America, NBC, then – there's it's the summer olympics there's like 30 sports go focus 
like beach volleyball, volleyball, like all these sports that like are just as fun to watch. And like, just like give some attention to those people. Give some attention. They do, but not like the way they do this to Simone Biles. Like everything she does was like a little, like, like how about this, ready? Missy May trainer, Carrie Walsh Jennings, to me, the greatest duo in any female sport ever winning what? Yeah. Three four, or three goals. Four, something like that. Unreal. Right. And then, you know, they, you didn't hear it. Like they got hyped up, but they weren't like Simone Biles hyped. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, let's just, let's just like take it down. Let's focus on other athletes, other female athletes. If you want to focus on female athletes, there's plenty of them. Like I, like I like Katie Ledecky's another one I think they hyped up a lot, but Katie Ledecky also performed to her standard so most of the time. So I mean, yeah. and I don't, I'm not saying she, she didn't get overhyped, but Katie Ledecky is someone who deserved the hype and she took it well. Um, mm-hmm. I just think again, let's focus. What I'm trying to say here is let's focus. NBC this goes for NBC in in in, future, in the future in the next couple of Olympics is let's just focus on the on the, the athletes. Students. That the, the goal. I mean, that's exactly what they're doing here. That are succeeding. Judo. Right. I, I guess the point that should be made is I want to hear about Simone Biles' mental health only if Simone Biles wants to talk about it, which she currently is. Yeah. But I don't want to see all these other articles criticizing her mental health criticizing her pulling out of the olympics well that's, that's what you have with everything i mean everyone's going to talk about ridiculous it ridiculous at this point that she has to just sit here and take whatever bs these articles throw at her whatever rumors are coming at her and she's she's 24 right 24 i mean that's that's Young. the type that's but that's the type of pressure you have you have to go through in the world that we live in especially especially as an olympic athlete one of the one of the most popular olympic sports um you have you have to be able to go through that stuff it's sad to say that it's that i wish you didn't not everyone was a critic um but look at us right now like we're we're literally making a podcast critiquing other other sports maybe not her specifically but there there are millions of people that profit off of off of just telling people how they feel about about an athlete and their decision. Um, that's that's what comes with it. Look at look at the NBA players. There are some of them that come out like when LeBron was a freshman. He was straight out of high school, and people were already saying, "Oh, he sucks." Like it's not him; it's the team. It's and you still have he dealt with that every single day up and even until now. People are saying, "Oh, like." It's never been him. It's been the team he's been about. He's had to chase rings, things like that. You just have to go through. And that's what I think that's what proves you you're better than the sport you play in and the people that criticize you is when you can take those rumors, take those people telling you that you aren't you aren't shit and and just say, whatever, like I'm going to do me. And that's what she did when she said, mm-hmm. I'm going to do me. I'm not going to play this year. Um, and you're going to have to deal with it. Maybe I come back next year. Maybe well, I, she, maybe she I said she's she still won this. two medals. She still won. She, hey, she, she placed won. this morning. Like that's incredible. Two medals. That she was able to relearn and place in an event and get a medal. And she's, she's still the best ever, <laughs> ever. Like yeah, for, for her, for, for the, for her standards, that's a failure. She still won two medals. Like, her goal today, she she said, I wasn't even planning to place. I just wanted to go out and compete for the last time. I somehow got a medal, by the way, but here we are. Like, this is all I wanted to do. I just wanted to play. I just wanted to come out, do my thing. If I don't get a medal, I don't get a medal. It doesn't matter. And that's, that's crazy. That's that... an insane mentality, and she still gets a medal. It's crazy. This is like her last Olympics, and she's only 24. Mm-hmm. Like that's, where that's do a- where do gymnasts go after when they're not in the Olympics? Like I don't you know you don't see any any like oh there's gonna be the gymnastic world series tonight mm-hmm. on ESPN. Crazy. Like that's not something yeah, that yeah, you never yeah. really that's, hear about. That's crazy. So that guy commercial with Michaela Maroney in it, she's like still so young. Like, yeah. So Michaela Maroney's like an influencer. Uh Sean Johnson does dancing with the stars. Or she did. Uh, Nasia Lucan is um, in Gabby Douglas does a lot of speaking and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure. Nasia Lucan does, does the announcing. Yeah. So they they do other stuff, but 
as Sorry, far as gymnastics I goes, I mean, maybe a backflip in the pool, but I don't think they're going to train much anymore. So, I mean, it, it, it's, 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 it's I mean, the Olympics is just such a, it, it, it's the best thing in the world. People who don't like mm. it, like, why not? It's, it has all these sports. Like, I'm not even like a huge basketball fan in the Olympics. I like watching other sports. I like watching yeah. like handball and like water polo. Like, those are great sports to watch. Like, who doesn't love water polo? Like, come Listen, on. This is a lot lighter subject, but I was talking about this with one of my friends the other day. It was just kind of, you know, those random talks. But what if you had like an Olympics, but like throughout the universe? So like you had a bunch of like aliens trying to, I know, um, you know, trying to win an so Olympic medal versus like that is so off topic. But I thought about it as a kid. What if we one day we 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 go into into space, we find life. What if we become a, we all unite? We have like a universal Olympics. That'd be so. It's cool. it's like the Rick and Morty episode where they have um this big head appears in the sky and he's like, like dance. And <laughs> just makes them oh, all oh, send oh, out their best band and just like create a song for them. And then they're like, all right, if, if your song isn't good enough, your entire planet's gonna explode. <laughs> yeah, no, get get swifty. Yeah, I think I think that was that one. Yeah, Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty references. <laughs> I, I, uh, it, yeah, that show can never get sold. Oh, um, but but like I so on a real factor. All right, let's say tomorrow a giant head appears in the sky and says, you have to send one athlete to, to play in our Olympics. Who are we sending out uh, on the real? Who are we sending to fight for our entire? Well, I mean, well, what's I'm the sport? Katie yeah, they don't, it's just an all around like event. I don't know. Maybe like one from each, or maybe they don't even tell us. Katie Ledecky? No, the rock. Oh, <laughs> Maybe maybe it's like a gladiator event. I don't know. Um, I'm like a fencing. I don't know. I don't know who I'd send. LeBron James. I'd probably send LeBron. That logically, that would be the best answer. Yeah. Tom Brady. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I mean, LeBron's six eight and runs like a eighteen year old. So yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> like, he like he would be my pick. I feel. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's move away from the Olympic talk because we've been going on for almost an hour for it. Uh, let's get into some some trade deadlines for the MLB. Yeah, this guys MLB, like this. This MLB trade deadline has been, um, it's been like I've I've kind of stopped watching. Base, I, I've been you know I've watched a lot of baseball in the summer, but with the Olympics, I haven't had as much time. But man, this trade deadline, I, I got right back into it. I was like, Chris Bryant to the Giants. So yeah. this goes me to the show. The Nationals and Cubs guys both kind of blew up their teams, and I was a little surprised because the Nationals. You know, I I went to a Nationals game a few weeks ago when I was in DC, and all these fans were saying, "Oh yeah, we just have injuries," and then they shipped their whole team away. So I don't know what they were doing. I mean, I guess trade, but then you know, the Dodgers just got the Dodgers just got more stacked. So f them. I, I, every I hate the Dodgers. Everything they look like the Giants, the Giants are good. The Giants, like Giants get Chris Bryant. That's that's how RIP the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, they're ready for another (laughs) safe to say they're in a rebuilding year at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so I guess let's go down the list of the headlines I typed up. The Italian Americans are coming to save the Yankees. Rizzo is a baller. Let's go. He is nasty. Gallo made a nasty catch yesterday. You see that? Man went out like this. Nowhere. You guys are still like eight games after the wild card game. So we're three back. Thank you very much. But the Red Sox back up. Yeah, we didn't do anything right now. We got Kyle Schwarber and I'm fine. You know what? Currently, we are on pace to pass you in the division within the next two weeks. So. We, Be careful yeah, with that one. Yeah, we've dominated you guys in every series this year. Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not, not, not happy not about it, but <laughs> I'm not happy about it. But, you know, I usually get to say the opposite, right? So he's got better. Fine. Now it's my, it's my time to sit here and take it. Yeah, um, the Dodgers making a Diamond Dynasty lineup that I've never – I mean, honestly, that team that the Dodgers put together – Elliot Braverman and I drafted a nearly identical team in the franchise mode for MLB the show. 
Wow. Like this yeah, team I- is unbelievable. If you think about it, let's like listen to the starting rotation. Scherzer, Kershaw, Bueller, Bauer, and Urias. That's the greatest rotation I've ever heard in my life. Is Trevor Bauer back from his like? No, he's not back, but I'm assuming at some point he will be. He'll be back. And then you go down the lineup Mookie, Belly, Trey. I mean, Max Muncie. Like, there's like. I'm looking looking here. So I'm going on the CBS article by uh, Mike. Lineup is absolutely disgusting. It's. They're the Golden State Warriors of the MLB. It's insane. Yeah. It's because of from how much fan. money they have. Like, literally, L.A. is the biggest market team in any I, sport. I mean, LA. They've spent $100 million more on salaries than the Yankees, who are in second place at $200 mil. They've spent $300 million on salaries this year. I hate the, I hate the Dodgers. <laughs> it's insane. Well, 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 that's just like the Lakers, man. Like, the Lakers have so much money to just blow on these contracts. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But, uh, yeah, I just – I can't believe this has been allowed to happen. The Dodgers yeah, are I mean, just a lock at this point. It's my crazy. Thing. So, the MLB, MLB, the MLB has, some, has some grades in this uh, by the CBS article – uh, by Mike Exissa, uh, and he said, "Like the winner, obviously, Dodgers are just stacked. The Giants, but they listen. The Giants coming Giants, right in there too. Chris first Bryant, place team picking up a former MVP. Like that's perfect for them. The Giants could contend, and then and then you, um, that that end of the West division is just so good. The Padres are still in contention. The Padres uh, are still pretty good. Oh, he said, winner Yankees. Yankees got Joey Gallo. They got they got freaking Anthony Rizzo, who the Red Sox should have gotten, but." That one was out of nowhere for us. I was not expecting that trade. But the the uh but in the in the Blue Jays got Barrios. I mean again, now you got the Red Sox, they got Jose Barrios. I want him on the Red Sox. Barrios was nasty in his first start. You see him pitch, he looked good. The 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 thing is though, is um the the, the White Sox got Craig Craig Kimbrell, which I thought was a good move for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the white the, it's funny, the White Sox for once are the better team in Chicago. Yeah. For the first time in like 15 years, the White Sox are dominant. It's crazy, but uh, that well, last no, part of the the Cubs lineup, we got Javi going to the Mets, creating the swaggiest middle infield I've ever seen. Yep, with Javi and Lindor, two oh, best friends. Yeah, you know? that's that's a great team. I mean, Lindor's Mets are going to be amazing. tough. Um, hopefully, Chris Sale's back in a couple of weeks too for the Red Sox. I, I, the Red Sox were just content with what they had, just because I think we have so many good prospects, bro. Like the Red Sox are going to be dominant. And like, like I think the Orioles too. Like those are the two teams with the prospects now. The Red Sox rebuild their farm, but we got Kyle Schwarber. but we're not winning the World Series though. It's going to be down to the the Dodgers the and the Dodgers. Or- <laughs> it's down to the Dodgers. Let's let's I mean, call we, it what it is. We win the, the Dodgers. The, the Astros, as much as we want to say they cheat, the Astros are their bats are just absurd. I mean, realistically, the teams that would come out of the AL. Uh, I got four Astros, which I hope not the Rays, the Yankees and the Red Sox, I think are the only four teams that you could put up against the Dodgers. I don't think the White in one to two years, one to two years, the White Sox will pull it off, but I don't think they're ready yet. I think the four teams I just talked about with the amount of experience they have are the only ones that can match up against the Dodgers. Yeah. The Rays are actually really good. The Rays are very good. Yeah. They have – the Rays have two of the best young players in the league, like uh, Alzunia, right? Uh, and then they have that – that um, what's that kid? He's like 20 years old. Franco. He is a freaking machine. Wander bro. Franco's nasty. He is my age. He is 20 years old, and he is like so good. Yeah, this was – this was arguably the most active trade deadline I've yeah, yeah, seen. I, ever. I was like, damn, like this was insane. It's been a good year for baseball. I, I've really enjoyed baseball. Mm-hmm. It's been, it's been it's, and also it's kind of sucked in a way because the NBA and NHL kind of overlapped because because it went into the summer. But yeah. once the Olympics ends this week, I cannot wait for these next two months of baseball. The three months. Oh, of baseball. it's gonna the pennant chase is going to be yeah, nuts. This is I'm, like there last are draft, teams that are stacked now. Ready to go into this. I thought the Yankees were going to be sellers. 
I hopped on a couple episodes ago. I said I heard the yeah, Yankees yeah, are sellers, yeah. and I'm really upset. I just watched them buy two well, of the best bats I'll, in baseball. We're gonna be in October when we're talking about baseball. Man, I'm gonna be watching games all day. Like, I'll, I'll even like go, you know, maybe skip a class. I am just so excited for this MLB MLB playoffs mm-hmm. in October. Right? It's gonna this be is crazy. the most excited I've been because the Red Sox are are good. Uh, the whole AL East is good except the Blue the Orioles. The NL West is absurd. Like three teams that could actually win the World Series. Yeah, I mean the Dodgers should win just because of how good they're the like you said that I think that's a great comparison. They're the Warriors of baseball, but the the Giants. I mean, what I don't know what the Giants are good this year though. I like how the Giants are coming back. It's it's gonna be great. I like this is. The Mets got the Mets got good. Like they got Javi. Mets the, they are got nice. The Mets yep. team looking. I, the NL East kind of sucks, but the Mets are good. And then even this, yeah, like you got like these division races. Like the NL East is so shitty that like. Well, you know, it was supposed to be Mets, Phillies, and Braves, but with the Braves, your best player goes down, so that basically just eliminates you. Disappointment though, but the Braves got better too. Yeah. Did you see like the the Braves? Did you see the last picture on Twitter? It was like their last like twenty games, and they legitimately went win loss win loss, and (laughs) through the entire time, so they can't break five hundred no matter how hard they try. It's the funniest thing I've ever watched. Like if you uh, just go look at it, it's hilarious. <laughs> this, oh yeah, and the guys, how about the Milwaukee Brewers, man? Their Milwaukee team sleeping. Milwaukee Sleeper team the, looking good. You got uh, that Christian Yelich holding the fort down there. The, the Brewers, I mean, that's a small market team, but like a little, little, little two champ, maybe some two, maybe even the Packers. You guys looking for three championships in Wisconsin this year? It's possible. Packers and Brewers are still looking. Was Rogers back and the Brewers are uh, Packers looking won't good. do it. Brewers, no. neither, honestly, neither were the Brewers, but <laughs> yeah, it's fun thinking about. Okay, I wasn't like cheering. I was cheering for Chris Paul in the finals. I don't want to see Green Bay win because I was. I'm sick about hearing about Aaron Rodgers, and I, I just too. live with Packer fans every day, so I don't want to deal with them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, but like flow. the Brewers are the one team in Wisconsin. I really would love to see win like that's the th- truly yeah. like the bucks i was good cool it was cool anyway. to see the bucks win but like the bucks and celtics have like this little rivalry you know what i mean my friends and i have this little rivalry between the celtics and bucks the brewers like we're in different leagues i guess so there's no red Sox brewers so I, I i don't care if the brewers win it's like the, yeah. it goes to like it's like pittsburgh too um my mom's a pitts from pittsburgh and like i hate the steelers um, I respect the Penguins. I respect to the kids, Sidney Crosby and Malkin. They've won a lot. But the Bruins and the Penguins have been rivals. The Patriots are the, one of the Steelers' biggest rivals in the last 20 years. But, the, like, the Pirates, their team, they, they suck anyway. But, like, when they were doing good with McCutcheon, I was cheering for them because they're in, the Red Sox and the Pirates are in totally different leagues. So, again, yeah, like, you know. The, it's the team the you team support in the, the other league. That's yeah. what it is. My truly only team I truly hate in the NL is the Dodgers. I just can't. <laughs> it's just so frustrating. All right, let's let's wrap up today with some NBA free agency talk. I have the appropriate jersey on for this, as my boy Jimmy Buckets mm-hmm. is coming back. On top of that, Kyle Lowry, welcome to the Heat. D Rob, nice ninety mil contract, love it. PJ Tucker, welcome in. I'd like to say a heartfelt goodbye to Precious, Goran, and Ariza. Uh, I will miss you guys. Where did Goran go? I'm excited. Uh, I think he's going to the Mavs, maybe. Okay. I don't so here, know. Okay, guys, I'm going to go on on the read the region. So Kawhi, so Kawhi is most likely to go back. Yeah. No, but I was going to read a couple of things. So Kawhi is – Obviously, I think he's going to stay with the Clippers. I think he'll stay in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's where he's from. But Chris Paul goes back to the Suns for four years and up to worth the $20 million. So Chris Paul staying loyal to the Suns. I think he wants to go at it one more time. I don't think he's going to, but go Chris Paul. No. Uh, like I you agree. said, Kyle Lowry. So, Johnny, how do you feel about this Kyle Lowry deal? He's 35, three-year deal for 90 mil. Let's, let's get a hot take on Kyle Lowry. I like it a lot. It gives us that point guard that – 
you know, can spread the floor when he needs to and take the shot if he has to. But I also like it because it's almost like a bait to get DeRozan here too. Yeah. Using Lowry, which is honestly pretty cool if that happens. That would be crazy. to reunite on the heat with buckets and bam. Like that's. I think if DeRozan comes to Miami, Miami could could honestly win, could could beat the Nets easily. I'm telling you. With the stacked lineup they're getting in the in Miami and the stacked lineup that's coming into uh, LA with the Lakers, they're literally trying to recreate the bubble. Yeah, like trying to trying to tell everyone that they're not a quote unquote bubble team. Yeah. Um. So I just want to I just want to keep going down the list a little bit. Got Mike Conley stays with Utah. I actually wasn't surprised to see that because Mike Conley. Yeah. I think yeah. if Mike Conley was healthy in that uh. Three-year deal. Jazz might have won the West. Duncan <coughs> uh, um, Robinson gets his five-year deal. Evan Fournier gets overpaid by the Knicks. Good job, mm-hmm. New York. Sucking. I mean, they were good this year, but, you know. Uh, um, uh, Lonzo Ball and Al up with Chicago. Love it. I love the backcourt of Lonzo and Zach Levine. I, I that is a backcourt to watch for the next I think that's going to be so much fun. I think Lonzo's with, um, gonna star. He's gonna become a star with Levine there. Facts. I think with Lonzo being there, I think he's gonna throw up enough alley oops that um, Levine can like maybe go back into the dunk competition. Oh, got mm-hmm. it. Like guys, Andre Andre Drummond went to the Sixers. That's a and then actually Dwight Howard went to the Lakers again. And then of course we got all the the trades that went down too. Um, Gary, uh, no, uh, Gary Trent Jr. went back to the Raptors. Uh, Derrick Rose went back to the Knicks. Derrick Rose mm-hmm. was good last year. Um, yeah. Devontae Graham went to the Pelicans. Oh, wow, wow, Devontae Graham left the Hornets. Okay, I'm, I'm, just, I'm kind of looning these as we go here. I'm just w- looking down the list. Zach Collins went to the Spurs. P.J. Tucker to the Heat. The Heat. That's an, that's Johnny. That's another great acquisition for the Heat right there. I agree. That's a big man that we needed right um, there. Kent Bazemore with the Lakers. Kent Bazemore is a great role player. That's a good and in Ariza. So they. Lakers bringing in and Wayne Ellington. The Lakers have brought in Wayne Ellington. Like the Lakers are just getting their depth up. Wayne Ellington, Kent Bazemore, and Trevor Reza. That's okay. Potentially um, mellow too. Oh God. I mean, yeah. that would be sick. Imagine LeBron gets Howard and or well, not really Howard anymore, but mainly Mello, his ring. That would be so cool. <laughs> that would be really cool. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I don't want the Lakers to win. I hate the Lakers, dude. God, I just like I like Carmelo. Like I don't want Mel to win with the Lakers. I want him to win with like a real team. Like the Lakers just always have good players. It's just not fun. It's not true. Uh, They sucked before LeBron got there. Yeah, but don't forget it. Again, I've been saying this for people for years. Oh, the Lakers sucked for five years. Big deal. Guess what? The Pistons have been sucking for fifteen years. The the Hornets will never be good. By the time the Pistons, no one wants to go to Detroit. Who wants to go to Detroit? Uh, Cunningham did. Yeah. He didn't oh, want to. He didn't have a choice. <laughs> He's loving it. He's loving it in I, the hotel. I mean, for a couple mil, Lakers, I may end up there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the Lakers, the Lakers always get good players, dude. They always can sign it. Hello? Hello? <laughs> You hear? <laughs> Shaq left the match for the Lakers. No, Shaq went to Kareem. Went to the, like, Wilt went to the Lakers. Wilt. Is he okay? He's gone robot mode. I think Ben is out. Uh... <laughs> Always the best, the best, best players. I'm thinking of it. Like, enough is enough. <laughs> was, I, was I breaking up? Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> the entire thing you just broke God. up for. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> oh, that that was funny. That was that was good comedy. <laughs> All right. Uh, now he's muted. This is going downhill so quick. <laughs> How do we fix I, this one? I just I had a thought. <laughs> what? I couldn't do. It's gonna be. <laughs> What's going on, man? Like, was Ben a robot? Like, like... bro. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, I guess 
Elliot, let's let's go ahead and wrap this up. Sorry, Ben, but I like you know. Is he gone? I don't know. He's muted. Wait. Okay, hold on. Uh, he's frozen. Hello. He said. Uh, he's texting me. Hold on. Sorry, just... I. <laughs> all right let's just wrap it up on the technical issues um thank you guys for watching be sure to check out our youtube spotify all of our social media is now in the description so you can go take a look follow you know do the things uh that's it for this episode we will hopefully see you on thursday uh maybe ben will join us if he's not frozen but yeah that's gonna be it for this episode so thank you very much Goodbye. Thank you for watching this week's episode of the Sport Mind Avenue podcast. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on our page. And stay tuned for more of our podcasts and exclusive content in the future.